are about to listen to a broadcast of the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this classic episode, Prophetess Renee Montgomery ministers a powerful message entitled, Manifesting the Kingdom. Stay tuned. I don't know about you all, but that's why when I came in the door this morning, I have an expectation every time I come into the house of God, every time I leave the house of God, when I'm at home, when I'm with my children, I have an expectation that God is going to do exactly what his word says. Even if I can't see it, if I can't feel it, if I can't taste it, if I can't touch it, because I have faith in his word. Now, what else did God tell us? Miracles. This was going to be a house of what? See, y'all looking at me like y'all got to get this. He said this two weeks ago. A house of miracles. Now, when that sister got up and testified about her brother. Now, that's her. That's her. That's in her bloodline. She's associated with this church. She say they, she got a call. Wait a minute, y'all. She got a call and he was burned. But he's still what? He's still what? Y'all ain't got excited enough because God will do what God says he will do. And it ain't over. This is just the beginning. This shall be the house of miracles. You shall bring the sick from all around to this house and they shall recover. That's why I just told you to stand up. See, we've already praised him. But see, when you got this thing on the inside of you, that's why I said to go ahead and praise him again. I'm just waiting for the day that we all come in here on one accord. I'm waiting for the day because the Lord said it's going to happen. Where people in wheelchairs will get up. I'm waiting for the day because the spirit already spoke it. I'm waiting for the day that blinded eyes will be open. In this house, I'm talking about people who were diagnosed blind. I'm waiting for the day that they shall come into the place of God, into the house of God, and their eyes shall be open when we speak at the name of Jesus. Be thou healed in the name of Jesus. Y'all don't understand that name has power. At the name of Jesus. Everything has got to bow. All right, y'all sit down. Because that wasn't even the message. But God says this. Whenever he speaks something, it will come to pass. And he's just waiting on his people to have an expectation. He's waiting on his people to exercise their faith, to believe that what he said is coming to pass. He's waiting on a people that will praise him because they know it's already done, even though they can't see it in the natural. He's waiting on a people who will step out on his word, and the word is so down on the inside of them that when they open up their mouth, the people around them can 
say, wow, there's something different about that sister. There's something different about that brother. He's waiting on the people of God to manifest the kingdom of God to everyone else who's around them. Glory to God. Come on. Come on. If you have your Bibles, open up to Mark. Matthew. Matthew, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Matthew 4. The word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew 4. Now before we go here, we're going to ask that everyone turn there. And if you have your pens and papers, please take out your pens. And we're going to be maneuvering quite a bit through the word of God on today. And as I prayed and I said, Lord, what is it that you desire to say unto us today? And he took me back to the last time that I ministered on the kingdom mentality. And we're just going to do a brief recap of that. Hallelujah. Um, Back in June, I think it was. But we ministered on the kingdom mentality. And we started off by asking a question. If I asked everyone the question in the building today, where do you live? What would be your first response? And as I threw that question out, the first thing that naturally comes to mind is where you live at, Georgia. Or some may say, I live in the city of Lithonia. I live in Ellenwood. I live here. I was born here, but I moved here. And so as we begin to expound on that teaching, We said that, yes, you live in Georgia, or yes, you may live in Lithonia, or yes, you may live in Ellenwood. But above that, our mindset should be, if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, something has taken place on the inside of us. Our spirit has been reborn. We talked about how all of us, we are spirit soul, and all of that resides in this body, our flesh. So when you look at prophetess, you're not looking at prophetess. You're looking at my flesh. What makes me up is my spirit and my soul. And so back in the beginning, in the garden, in the book of Genesis 1, 26, I believe around the 26th verse, when, he create, when God created Adam, He said that he made him in his image. He made him in his likeness. And then he said that he blessed him. He gave him dominion over the earth, over the fowl of the sea, over the birds. He gave him total dominion. And he told him to replenish the earth, to subdue it. He said that he put him in that garden. And he now told Adam and he taught Adam. He walked with Adam. He walked with him in the cool of day. And he began to teach Adam how to basically live a kingdom lifestyle. He got the animals and he told Adam. He said, you do what? Name the animals. You speak to the animals. Whatever you call the animals, that is what they shall be. Isn't that what he did? 
He walked with uh, Adam. He talked with Adam. He was teaching Adam how to live, how to have dominion in the earth realm. While they were there before they fell, there was no need of anything. Nothing. They were not sick. There was no disease. There was no lack. They had everything that they needed. Every herb bearing seed was placed there. Everything that they needed was there. And his spirit, he had the very spirit of God in him. So his flesh was supposed to be controlled by the what? Spirit of God. But something happened. The enemy came in and deceived Eve. Now, God had already told Adam what he was supposed to do. He said, don't eat of the tree. But what happened? We all know the story. They did. And so from that day forward, the law of sin and death was now in effect. What is the law of sin and death? That meant that everything, everybody born after Adam would now be subjected to the law of sin and death. The dominion that they previously had because a man was disobedient and committed sin, the uh, Satan now had dominion or the right or the legal authority over the earth because of what Adam did. So fast forward, God, whatever God says is coming to pass. Whatever his plan was, it was still coming to pass. Just because that happened, God wasn't surprised. He already made a way before the foundation of the world. He already made a way of escape, amen? So what he had to do, he told the enemy in the garden that day, the seed of this woman shall bruise your head. He told him, there's one coming forth out of this woman and she is going to basically destroy everything that you just did in this garden. So now think about this now. So years and years go past. Now God still had a plan. So he said, okay, now they've already... Uh, Taken, given their dominion, their authority over to the enemy, but I'm going to choose a people unto me. I'm going to get the children of Israel. So we have Abraham and, and we have Moses and he was trying to teach a group of people how to live for him and the nations were supposed to look at this group of people, people known as Israel and they were supposed to look at them on how to live a godly life. So all throughout the generations, I can imagine, because the enemy knows. See, sometimes we are his children, and we don't know, but the enemy knew that whatever God said, it was coming to pass. So I can imagine the enemy. Moses, he came up. 
Is this the one that's going to bruise my head? And then Moses died. I guess he said, no, that, that's not it. And I can imagine Elisha, the prophet, and Elijah, the other prophet. And the enemy is saying, okay, is this the one that's going to bruise my head? And so they died and they went on off. And I can imagine the enemy, David, King David, he's being brought up. And now David died. And I can imagine he's saying, is that the one that's going to bruise my head? And no. And then time after time and time after time, we have all of these great men of God and I can imagine the enemy thinking okay it wasn't this one okay it wasn't that one and then we get all the way down to the end of the Old Testament and the Bible says at the uh, last book of the Old Testament Malachi there was silence the prophets had stopped prophesying there was a silence and then we get to the book of Matthew and then they start talking about there will be one who is born And his name shall be Jesus. And he shall take away the sins of the world. And so what what did the enemy do? He tried to kill him. What did he do? He got King Herod. Because he was afraid. He knew that when this Savior came, he was going to lose his dominion. So Jesus came. And so Satan thought he was big and bad. So what did he do? We got to kill him. We got to put him to the cross. He thought he was doing something. The Bible says that if he had known by killing him that he would have ushered in the kingdom, he wouldn't have never killed him. But God already had a plan, see. He already had a plan to bring us back into right alignment with our God. He had a plan to redeem you from the curse of the law of sin and death. What is in the curse? Sickness. Death. Eternal damnation. All of us in here were born into that eternal damnation. Poverty. Lack. Disease. Addiction. All of that. Homosexuality. Everything that can keep you bound. Fear. Strife. Envying, jealousy, murder, everything, molestation, all of that comes from the spirit of death himself. That is what was unleashed on this world when Adam disobeyed God. But one day, God said, he, he over 2,000 years ago, he sent his son Jesus, the Christ, into this earth realm. And he says, I'm coming with the kingdom of God. I'm coming back to restore everything that the enemy took away. I am coming back to give you dominion over this earth. I am I'm coming back to save your soul from a burning hell. You don't have to die and go there. Jesus came to bring us back the kingdom of God. He came to get us back that rightful dominion. He came to save our soul so that we wouldn't be lost to an eternity of hell. Do y'all get this? So now the Bible says that what he did, his kingdom, you can't see it with eyes. But it's here. When he died on that cross and he rose from the grave on the third day. He said, 
He defeated death, hell, and the grave. And I'm taking my time because we have to really get this in our spirits. When he died on the cross, do you all realize the Bible says that he became poor so that we would become rich? The Bible says he didn't know any sin. He didn't know any sin. None. He became sin for us. Why did he do that? Because it was a man that gave away his authority and his dominion. So a man had to come back into the earth realm who did not ever commit any sin. But when he went to the cross, he became sin. I don't think we realize this. He became all sickness, every disease. She talked about cancer, cancer. He became it on the cross. AIDS, he became that. He became your addiction. The Bible says he was so disfigured. They whipped him. They beat him. But sin. Oh my gosh. Then he had to go down into hell. But somebody say on the third day. He got up. He got up. He got up. With all power in his hand. So it doesn't matter what you are up against. He defeated hell, hell, he defeated death, he defeated the grave. Everything the enemy could ever try to do to you, when he went down there and he rose again, the power of God defeated it. Jesus. He defeated it over 2,000 years ago. That's why you have a right to be healed today. You trying to work on your healing, but when he went to the cross, you have a right to it now. Jesus. That's why he said it's already finished. When did he do it? When did he do it? The thing is now, we have to know how to appropriate it and how to get it manifested in our lives today. So after he died and he went up, he said, now, this is what I'm about to do. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit, my comforter. Remember I told you, you're a spirit, you're a soul, and you live in a body. So now what he had to do, because everybody was shaping in iniquity and sin. Our spirit was without God. So now he said, what I'm going to do, my very spirit, I'm going to come down and put it into your spirit. I'm going to fill that spirit with my spirit. I'm going to regenerate your old spirit. That's why when you receive him, the Bible says, all things have passed away. Your spirit, your old stinking spirit has passed away. And all things have become new. So he says now you need to be full of the what? Holy Spirit. Why? Because your spirit before did not know God. You were in darkness. It did not know him. So now you've got to be full of the spirit. So now, 
You have the Holy Spirit. The Spirit now is supposed to control or lead your soul, your flesh. That Holy Spirit that he put on the inside of you is supposed to tell your mind how to think. Supposed to tell your emotions how to act. It's supposed to lead and guide you. It's a, that's what it's supposed to influence you. That's why the Bible says be led by the spirit and not by your. What do we do with this flesh? We contact this natural world with our flesh. We eat with our flesh. We feel with our flesh. We talk every we see with our flesh. But now the Bible says to mortify your flesh let that spirit that i placed on the inside of you begin to increase hallelujah when we say don't be led by your carnal mind we're saying no longer be led by this how you think how you feel but now you should be led by your what spirit your flesh shouldn't be leading your spirit so what the enemy does is he put things in front of your flesh to entice you. He'll put a man in front of your flesh. I got to have him. A woman. I just got to have her. And you know your spirit is telling you, uh-uh. Leave him alone. Stop doing what you're doing. And that flesh. I hear somebody laughing. That's the truth, isn't it? <laughs> That's the truth. And so we be led by our flesh instead of by the. And I'm taking my time because the spirit says to make this plain. We are living. Now he said, first Colossians, don't turn there. But if you're writing, write these scriptures down. Colossians 1.13. It says. Who hath delivered us, talking about Jesus, from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Once you receive the spirit of God, you are no longer in the world system. You're no longer operating under what Satan did to Adam in the garden. You should no longer be operating on that level. He has now changed your spirit, filled you with the Holy Ghost. You have a whole new spirit on the inside of you. You are now still living in this world that is operated by the enemy, but he has taken you out of the world and now you are in a whole nother system. Do y'all see this? This system over here is more real than anything you can see out here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke the sun into existence. So something spiritual created everything that you see in the natural. This kingdom of God is more real than these chairs y'all are sitting on, than this stuff you are wearing, because everything that you see in the natural, there was something first spiritual that created it. 
Now you have been translated back. I'm going to say this. They made that song, let's get back to Eden and live on top of the world. When you accept Jesus the Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've been translated back to Eden. You now have the authority. You now have the power to rule. You now have dominion. You now are supposed to subdue the earth. You can't do it in your flesh. Evangelist preached the message. Stuck in the wilderness. Why are you stuck? Because your mind and you being led by your flesh, you're doing the stuff you want to do, you're stuck. When God has said, I've already taken you out. Elder preached the message. We have been redeemed. He's redeemed you from a life of curse. The Bible says he who was cursed, he hung on the tree. Pastor preached last Sunday. The battle is not yours. It belongs to the Lord. Why? You are now his child. You don't operate under the world system anymore. You are now in the kingdom of God. Pastor Torres, what did he preach? See, the Spirit is leading us, saints. The Spirit is trying to prepare us for the supernatural. You can't operate in the supernatural if you first don't know who you are in Christ, what he has done for you, and then after you know that, you've got to obey what the Word of God says or you won't see nothing. And we've got to get out of the place of we're being led by our flesh. We're being carnal and we expect God to move on our behalf, but we're violating the order. And we get discouraged and we cry and God is saying, I'm trying to teach you not to be ruled by the world system, but you keep going back to the thing that I told you not to do. Pastor Torres said, when we don't what? Listen. Isn't that what he said? First Peter 2 and 9. Write it down. But ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. And holy nation. You have now been transferred into a new governmental system. The Bible says in Isaiah. The government shall be upon his shoulders. Just like we have a natural system. We have a president. Now we have the, we, we live in the United States. We have a democracy. So we can vote. We have a president. We have a constitution. We have laws. We are citizens of the United States. You're in this world, in this system, but you're not a part of it. He says, you are now a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what now? You're a part of this kingdom. Your job now is to manifest his way of doing things his system so that your God can be glorified in the earth. I ain't get enough excitement. That's the purpose. You should live your life in such a way 
that people say there's a difference about her. There's a difference about him. What is it about you? Write this scripture down. Philippians 3 and 20. This is the amplified version. But we are citizens of the state. Commonwealth. Homeland. Which is in heaven. Our citizenship is from heaven. That's why he says you've got to be born of Born where? Of the spirit. Your spirit has to be changed. Hallelujah. And from it, from the heaven, also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, as our Savior. Write this down. John 18. We're just establishing that you're not a part of this world system anymore. John 18, 36. This is Jesus talking to us. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews? He was basically saying, if my kingdom is of this world, wouldn't my my disciples, wouldn't they fought so that I wouldn't have to go to the cross? But my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is where? He's a citizen of where? The kingdom. Now, John 17 Write this down, 14 through 16. John 17, 14 through 16. This is Jesus talking to us again. I have given them thy word, talking about God. He says, I've given the people on the earth your word. And the world hath hated them. Because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world. He said, no, don't take them out of the world. So many people are living this life just to make it to heaven. But he said, no, one day we will get there. And that is the culmination of our salvation. And he is getting ready to come back. That's why as never before, he needs his body of Christ in the kingdom to be manifesting the kingdom of God to everyone who is around us. He says, I pray don't take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. We got this, Matthew 6. I told you, we're going to give you a lot of word. Go back home and meditate on the word. Matthew 6, 9 through 10. This is Jesus talking to us again. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. He's telling all of us children of God, this is how we should pray. Ultimately, this is how your prayer should be. Our Father, which art where? In heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in where? Earth. Jesus said this is how you should pray. That how it operates up there in heaven. No sickness, no disease, eternal life, salvation, hope, peace, joy, love. You should be praying that it operate this way in the earth. You are his ambassador.
everywhere you go, he goes. Amen? Adam forfeited the kingdom, but Jesus did what? He brought it back. In this kingdom, there are new laws, new way of doing stuff, not governed by how the world does stuff. Y'all got to get it. And I know I'm, it's not a shouting message. It's a thinking message. We got to get this. There's a whole nother culture in this kingdom. We live a totally different way, a totally different lifestyle. There's new joy in this kingdom. When everybody's losing their jobs in this uh, Satan system, but we over here in the kingdom of God, there's a new joy and there's a new peace that comes upon us because we have a hope in the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus, in this system, there's higher wisdom. See, things going on in the earth realm and, and the president and everybody, they're trying to do everything that they can to solve and fix the problems that's, that's going on. But over here in this new system, we have a higher wisdom. We have a higher understanding in the kingdom of God. We're not God. Oh, hallelujah. We're not governed by this system. Y'all ain't got excited yet. In this kingdom, you have new health care. Everybody debating over here in this system about the health care. But over here, you got a whole new health care policy. You're in this world, but you're not of it. When he hung on that cross, the word says that by his stripes, you are healed. You got a whole nother health care over here in this system. So when the doctors tell you one thing, you better get your law. You better get your constitution and say, oh, glory. By his stripes, I am healed. Y'all ain't got it yet. We got a new truth in this kingdom. Do y'all understand that new truth? I don't care what's going on in this system. I don't care if the economy crash. You got a new truth in this system. You got a new economy in this system. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all of us that dwell therein, we got a whole nother economy in this system. We got a whole new language in this system. In this system... We can call things that be not as though they are. You don't have to worry about what. See, y'all ain't got excited enough yet because, see, y'all don't know what system y'all are in. You are now in the supernatural realm of God. You can call things that be not as though they were. That's why Abraham could do that. You got new language. Not only that. When he changed your spirit, that's why people been fighting against this in the church. They don't want you to speak with other tongues. Why? Because in this system, you got a whole nother language. You got a whole nother way of your spirit, man, communicating with the almighty God. Jesus. You got a whole nother language. Now, I admonish you, if you've never spoken in tongues or don't know, you missing something. The Bible says when you speak with an unknown tongue, you are edifying your very spirit man. What is going on on the inside? I told you you're a spirit now. 
And when you get full of the Holy Spirit, hey, glory. And when you begin to speak in other tongues, the very Spirit of God is speaking through your mouth, speaking to your situation. Y'all better get your weapons. You better open up your mouth and begin to speak in the Spirit. Jesus. A whole nother system. The problem has been, number one, there's two problems here. Either we don't know enough about it, that ain't an excuse anymore. Because the Bible tells you, Matthew 6, 25, all the way down to the 33rd verse. Take no thought about what you're going to wear. Take no thought about how you're going to eat. Take no thought about the situations that are going on in your life. If you would just seek first the what? All of this stuff will be added to you because it's all right here in the kingdom. Preach, prophetess, because this is good to me. It's all right here. And see, the problem is this. Y'all coming in here waiting on God to bless you. You're waiting on God to do something for you. You're waiting on God to heal you. You're waiting on God to provide for you. And he said, I already did it. If you just seek first my kingdom, stop being led by your flesh. Doing stuff over here in this system. He says it all be added unto you. Jesus. There's a new love in this kingdom. See over there in Satan's system. You can do something to somebody. They don't care. It's a dog eat dog world over there. But you got a God that loved you when you was even in your sin. An agape kind of love. A love that don't keep track of what you did wrong. A love that says if you ask me to forgive you, I won't even remember what you did. This is the kind of system we are living in, saints. I like this one. And this system over here, y'all got it. Now I'm going from side to side. This is the Satan. This is the world system. This God system. And this system, we got the Air Force. We got the Army. We got the uh, military, the Navy, the Marines. Over here in this system, you got angels fighting for you. You got the power and the authority to call your angels, Jesus. According to Psalms 91, they can encamp round about you before you send your children off to school. You ain't got to worry about your children. Cover those babies under the blood of Jesus. Assign your ministering angels to take charge over them. You better know what system you're dealing with. Jesus. We so focused on the world. Trying to be like the world. Do what the world do. Think how the world thinks. And you got all your answers and your needs met right here. The problem is you ain't even got that mindset. We still come in the church waiting on somebody to tell us to praise God. But see, when you understand the power of the kingdom that you are dealing with, see, you understand that in the kingdom, he says, if you just praise me, I'll inhabit the praises of my people. So while you over here crying 
and come into church with your mouth stuck out. He said the key is to begin to do what? That's why I praise God. I don't care who's looking at me. I don't, Because I know how good God has been to me. And when you begin to praise God, you begin to dispatch something in the spirit realm. So while you're standing around and looking, the enemy is keeping you in his system. There's new businesses in this system. They coming out with the job reports, the job numbers. Talking about President Obama. He ain't done this, he ain't done that. I'm here to tell you, I don't care what they do over there. In this system, there's new businesses. There's new jobs. There's new houses. There's new inventions. There's everything that you need in this system. The Bible says that we are now ambassadors for Christ. What is an ambassador in the natural realm? We have U.S. ambassadors. We have embassies all over the world. If we were to get in an airplane and fly to Africa right now, there would be a U.S. embassy. It's in Africa, not governed by Africa. So you can go over there and you can see a great big old nice white building. Rod iron gates all around that building. They drive whatever they drive over here in the U.S. So what is that thing President Obama got? I don't know if they drive Lincoln Town cars or Mercedes Benz, whatever it is, they're driving it over there. Whatever affects Africa doesn't affect them because they're not governed by Africa. So that means you can step out of a U.S. embassy in Africa and look right to your left or to your right. There can be poverty all around the, the embassy. You can walk down the street, people living out in the streets, but because they come from the United States of America and they are ambassadors representing the U.S., they have a right to everything that the United States has to give them. Now the word says you are an ambassador of the kingdom of what? Heaven. So even though you're in here in this earthly realm, you have a right to everything that God says you can have. You got to get this in your mindset. You are an ambassador. The circumstances around you don't have to affect you. You are living on a supernatural realm. Write this down. My time is getting away from me. Kingdom living is living where the word of God is more real than the circumstance or environment that I am presently in. Kingdom living. You ain't living in the kingdom until the living you're living where the word of God, this right here, is more real to you than the circumstance, the environment that you are presently in. When you have wrapped your mind around the fact 
that the word is the word of God. I will live by this word. I will eat this word. I will have faith in this word. You are not living a kingdom lifestyle. Because the word tells you how you're supposed to live in this earth realm. This word of God has got to be so real to you. That whatever God tells you in his word, even though you cannot see it, you know that this realm is more real than anything that I can see out here. So if the word says it, remember I told you everything that we see in the natural was first here in the spiritual. So if the word is telling me something in his word, I've got to stand on his word. I've got to speak his word out of my mouth if I'm ever going to see a manifestation of it in the natural realm. So our goal should be whatever the word of God tells me to do, that is what I am going to do. Whatever the word of God says to me, this is how I'm going to live. Whatever the word tells me, this is what I'm going to do. We have got to stop being so world conscious, so worldly minded. We have a whole nother system over here. And the spirit of the Lord is saying, it is now time for my saints to manifest this kingdom. What are you saying? If you are a child of God, it is time for you to start showing forth the praises and glory of God. Now, I told y'all to go to Mark 4, and I'm going to hurry up. The Lord gave me this, like, to do a series, but, and I know I can't get all this in here. But Jesus, I know the next question is, but how can I manifest this? When Jesus was on the earth, he taught and he demonstrated to his disciples, the kingdom of God. Let's go Mark um, 4. I'm sorry, Matthew 4, the original text I told you to go to. Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues. What was he doing? And preaching the gospel of the what? That's what he did when he came to the earth. He came to let them know that I have brought back the kingdom. You don't have to live how you used to live. I'm bringing it. What did it say? And healing all, some manner of sickness, all manner of sickness, and all manner of of disease among the people. I don't care what the doctors tell you. He came to give you the kingdom. He taught. He preached it. He let them know. He healed all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. And the 24th verse says, And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatics, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. This is what Jesus went about doing. It says all of them that were possessed with the devil, all of them that were sick, all of them. Now the Bible says we have that same spirit on the inside of us. 
So that means that whenever you go somewhere, you have the anointing and the power to change the whole atmosphere that is around you. So if you come into contact with somebody on your job that is sick, you have the power then to say, well, sister, do you want me to pray with you? Because I believe in a God that can heal. You have that power and anointing on the inside of you. He wants us to demonstrate that. Turn to um, uh, Mark 4. Mark 4. Now, this is all Jesus demonstrating the kingdom. When we read this, the Bible says in John, John 14, 12, y'all can write that down, that we, all of those that believe on him, we shall do the same works that he did, and greater works shall we do, because he's gone back to the Father and has given us his Holy Spirit. Greater works than these. How do I manifest the kingdom? Jesus is going to show you right here one instance where he manifested the kingdom. 35th verse. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them. What did he do? He said unto them. Jesus had been out there preaching. A whole multitude of people had been coming around him. They were in boats, him and the disciples. And so when the evening came, after he had taught them, he said unto them, let us pass over to the other side. So number one, in the kingdom, whatever Jesus says, it will come to pass. When we get Jesus' word in our mouths, full of faith, and we speak it, it should do what? Y'all don't say it like you believe it. 36 verse. And when they had sent away the multitude, all the people around them, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a what? A great storm of wind. And the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they did what? Awake him. And they said unto him, Master, Master, don't you care that we not perish? They're out there now. Jesus already said, let us do what? But then what happened? While they were on their way going to the other side, a great storm came. A wind came. So now they're out there in the middle of the boat, a wind, everything coming up against you. See, this is why Jesus began to teach them, this is how you operate in the kingdom. When God speaks a word to you, it's coming to pass. If you stand on his word, if you have faith in his word. So they were stepping out on the word of Jesus. Then all of a sudden, a great storm began to come. And they begin to cry. And they begin to whine, God, why? Why are you going to let us die out here? What you doing? He was what? He was asleep. Why, why y'all think Jesus was asleep? He already spoke the word. And when God speaks something, it's done. It's done. It's settled. It's finished. 39 verse. And he arose. What did he do? And rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea. Number one, he rebuked the wind. 
Then what did he do? He, he spoke. What did he say? Peace, be still. And what happened? The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? What did he say? How is it that ye have no? He taught them. See, in Mark, when you go back, read the first beginning of Mark, come all the way back down, he began to teach them in parables. The kingdom of God is like this. The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed seed in the field. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. When it's planted, it shall grow up. He began to teach them. Soon as he finished teaching them, he said, all right, y'all, come on, let's go to the other side. Soon as the enemy show his ugly head, soon as the enemy give you some opposition, soon as the enemy comes in, soon as the enemy start wrecking up and, and stirring up, because see, I'm going to tell you something. As soon as you make up in your mind to go all out for God and to go to another level in God, and you make up in your mind, I'm going to start fasting, and you make up in your mind, I'm going to start praying, and you make up in your mind, I'm not going to live by this flesh anymore. Soon as you do that, what's going to happen? The enemy will come in like a flood isn't that what he did right there he came in with a storm but you got to know I'm in this world right here but I'm not of this world I have a God and if he said no weapon formed against me shall prosper then no weapon formed against me shall prosper the enemy you are under my feet what is see that's what you got to do you got to open up your mouth and speak the word and what happened the storm said Oop. and they did what the spirit of the lord told me to teach this see it's elementary to some of y'all but he said i'm moving this church into another realm the realm of the supernatural. The spirit said it's time out for being carnal. And I got I hear you, Holy Ghost. While we sleeping around, while we doing what we want to do, the enemy is wrecking havoc on our life. The Bible says no flesh shall inherit the kingdom of God. What was he saying? You can't live on this level if you make the decision to live by this right here. If you make the decision to place what you want, Jesus, what you need, what you think you want, above what the word of God says, you'll never live on this level. The Bible says you cannot inherit it. Now, with all the sin, he says, settle this once and for all. All sin, I told y'all earlier, he became all of it. So whatever that thing is you're dealing with right now, it's on the cross. He's already died that you may be free of it. Y'all ain't get excited enough. Because there's too many of us in here. And, and I'm not saying this at y'all. I'm including me. Because my prayer has been, Lord, I want your kingdom manifested in me.
anything in me that is not like you Lord reveal it unto me because I'm tired now I got to get somewhere in you God if your word says I can speak to a mountain then when the mountain comes I'm going to speak to it if your word says I can be a millionaire and I don't have to lack nothing then God I want it and if your word tells me I got to forgive then baby I'm willing to forgive you if your word tells me not to talk about my sisters and brothers, then I know I'm going to keep my mouth closed. That's for each and every person in here. If the spirit is telling you to leave that man alone, leave that woman alone, you better do it if you don't. See, that's what I like about God now. He ain't going to force you to do nothing. And I'm not trying to condemn nobody because the spirit of the Lord doesn't condemn you. The spirit of the Lord is talking to you to convict you, to bring you to a place of correction. And he says, time out for us in our everyday lives, saints. We have the kingdom of God. We are in there. We have the name of Jesus. See, we've lowered that standard a little bit. But when I was growing up, people understood. See, when you call on Jesus, it is as if you are calling the very person of God to come into your situation right then. The apostles, they healed in the name of Jesus. See, now people, when they upset or when things going on, I'm talking about people in the world. What do they say? Oh, Jesus. Uh-uh. In the mouth of a believer, the word says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every sickness has got to go. At the name of Jesus, why? Because Jesus shed his blood on the cross and he dealt with everything right then. So when I call on Jesus, there's power in that name. Stand up all over the building. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.